Hello and welcome to the Be Awesome podcast where we discover ways of becoming our most awesome selves. I'm Mayura and I'm super excited to have my partner in crime, my oldest friend and my now co-founder Anu join this super fun conversation today. Hey Anu. Hey Mayura, how are you today? It's been good. Uh for those of us who don't know uh your background and of course I do, uh give us a little give us a little spin. Absolutely. Um so I'm calling in from San Francisco today and I'm a bioengineer. Uh Mayura and I actually went to school as a um I don't know, 3-year-olds and playing in the same same sandbox. Uh we've we've known each other for a really long time. Um and then I went into uh we both went into engineering actually and post graduation um I continued my um uh studies into bioengineering. I've always been excited about bioinspired uh sciences basically and trying to understand what makes biology tick how can we formalize it how can we start to design biology around us and make it work for us um it just being really excited about how biology is really the most creative and the most exciting part of the sciences at least for me and so i've sort of made it my life's mission to to use tools from engineering to really design biology whether it is for health or medicine or just trying to understand what makes the human body work the way it does uh, so in a nutshell that's my background you know i wonder how your mornings begin with that fabulous introduction walk us through your uh, morning today absolutely i think what 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 i have noticed is um you know and, and and like most of our listeners now we all have a morning routine to some extent you know you wake up in the morning for me my husband makes me a cup of tea which you know is fantastic way to begin a morning right and one day one of those routines get away from you it just gets <clears throat> ridiculously offbeat so i think what i've noticed is that we are all including myself just uh tied to our uh, routines in 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 some ways and before 2020 this was actually even more true uh i say 2020 because that's when we all you know hit the whole covid-19 wall and life just got chaotic right we used to sort of have this really nice daily morning set up routine set up where you woke up had your cup of tea or coffee you set the tone for your day your the the quality of life was just so much dependent on how your morning began you 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 put on your war paint for the day you chose your your outfit and you you know stepped out of the door get ready to to take the day as it, as it came now the past year has been a little more tricky it seems like it's more of a jump start you know you wake up and there is still coffee or tea to kind of get you started but the rest of the routine has just disappeared at least for me my new routine is now you know you get up this tea still thankfully but you get up you wake up and you just power on by power on i 
we power on my laptop and step on step on, on on a call, which I'm sure that is the case for a lot of people. And this is sort of you know what we've realized. What I've realized is that this is become this um, uh, self destructive cycle, and we're I'm starting to think about ways in which intervention can intervention needs to come in to step in to break this the cycle that we have. You know, uh, what you're essentially describing is you, human beings are creatures of habit. Like you said, you know, engineering with biology kind of means, although we behave like machines, what essentially grounds us are habits. And whether that habit is that cup of tea that gets you going or, you know, putting on makeup or singing that tune in uh, the shower that that kind of kick, puts you in to the right tone of day, right? And what I've, you know, what I'm hearing from you is like habits are roots that make us who we are, how our days turn out, how we think about how we want our day to work out and how we end up feeling when we kind of come back home. And it, it, our days essentially become a sum of all these habits. And I guess the morning is the critical time for that routine to kind of kick in. Absolutely. Right. And, and habits, these small habits sort of <clears throat> build up over time. And we don't realize when habits kind of become, build up to become your lifestyle. Right? Mm. How long does it take for all of these small habits, good or bad, to creep into your lifestyle? Some of it improving your quality of life, some of it not so much. And uh, for, for a few unlucky uh, folks, it might go the other direction where certain habits can really mess with your lifestyle and hence a lot of your, your well-being and your health. That All that goes to say is that uh, our, our, our morning habits and the habits that we have that take us through the day mm-hmm. literally are so important. And we sort of, we need to be mindful about what these are and how can we get even if it is one percent better every day how can we make ourselves one percent better every single day with our habits so the morning routine essentially bleeds into what we now call self-care would that be fair absolutely right i think um when we think about when we think about self-care or when I think about self-care, it's, it's taking time for myself and enjoying or being mindful about my present situation at that point in time, whether it is drinking the amazing cup of tea, you know, that my partner makes, or brushing my hair, or doing my face, thinking about what is the outfit that I want to wear that day? What is the, what is it that I want to eat to power my day that mm-hmm. day? All of this sort of falls into our, to my self-care routine. Now, this can get very easily, you know, you can easily go off track when there are external events. Not every day is the same. There are, for example, my parents just came in from India last week. And uh, that shook up my routine a little bit in, in very small ways, but quite significant. My parents are coffee drinkers and I have now transitioned to tea. So now in the morning, there is a conflict. Is it 
coffee or is it tea, right? And these are very small things, but they can throw your day off Mm -hmm. so much. Now, imagine if these external events were something bigger, like a job change, or you move to a different city, or, you know, you got a new boss, all of these kind of build up and, and create these smaller internal triggers, which sort of put your self-care, makes you put your self-care routines on the back burner. It's about saying, oh, I my parents are here, so maybe I can't go to gym today. That's okay, right? It's just one day. Hmm. But what, what suddenly happened was that the priorities changed there. I, I put myself on the back burner, what was important to me on the back burner. And I put my, my you know, other things up, up on the foreground. And this sort of can go down a very easy, you know, a very easy slippery slope, wherein you just get lazy, or maybe just lose interest, because habit building is hard, right? And when you're stressed, or when you have other things that are easy to do, you just you just want to do them, going to gym is hard. But sitting on the couch, drinking tea and eating snacks with your parents laughing when you've not seen them in so long. It's very easy. Mm. But what it takes to actually pick yourself up and say, no, this is important. But it is equally important for me to maintain my routine, maintain my habits that I have so painstakingly built over years becomes very crucial for our self-care and well-being. I, I, I just love what you said. External events create internal triggers that throw off that self-care routine. That's, uh, I guess I never thought about it that way, right? And most of us don't. Absolutely, right? Because we end up rationalizing these events. We say, we tell ourselves, oh, it is just one day. Oh, it is just one more you know, piece of cake, or it is just one more glass of wine. And before you know it, that glass of wine leads to you waking up later the next day, not having slept well, and not going to the gym, not eating right. And that kind of is a snowball effect going down. And what what happened that day for you was just not a quality one that you're accustomed to, right? You just stepped down, you did not show up for yourself but you still showed up for your boss. I guarantee that you still went to to do your job. You still hit all the tasks that you needed to do at work. But what happened was you didn't go to the gym. You didn't eat right. You didn't hydrate. Neither did you sleep well, right? And all of this can snowball and uh, cause some real damage to your body down the line. You know, uh, it's interesting, especially uh, since the start of 2020, self-care has been a word that's uh, been thrown around. Some of us feel like maybe it's overused. Some of us never really understood the word self and care together to meaning something far more significant. Why is self-care important? It's... Self-care is something that, you know, when you think about it, it it is a heavily marketed word. And we have known, we've known self-care, it has taken other aspects as well, which is, you know, self-care equals well-being to some extent. So the last couple of minutes, we've, uh, we've shifted from uh, morning, morning routines, 
making them into habits and realizing that habits essentially set the tone of the day. And those habits essentially become central to a self-care routine. Now, the word self-care is something that's been thrown around quite rigorously for the last kind of 24 months. Uh, True to form, of course. What's self-care? Just so we understand why those two words come together and should have such importance to us. Now, we've known, I think, from from a really long time, from, you know, self-care has definitely been um, an important aspect of our life. And it starts, as I mentioned, from the time you wake up till you go to bed and then your, your, your biology, your body takes over when you're asleep and then you wake up and you have to make that conscious effort uh, to take care of yourself. Uh, now, we've known this in other aspects of our life as well. We may call this wellness. We've called this well-being. Um, but what we have not, I don't think what people don't realize is that if this wellness, well-being, self-care component is not a part of our life, it can easily start leading to issues with your health down the line. Now, imagine you know, you're stressed at work or you're stressed because of a different life event, um, this might show up as a little bit of stress eating in the beginning. And if you're not taking care to meditate on what your problems actually are and to solve them, you continue stress eating. And maybe this leads to a little bit of weight gain uh, and a little bit of exhaustion. And as Mm -hmm. we're growing old, we blame this on our aging bodies, right? And then we go get our blood work done. Um, as most people do, maybe once a year, and you see that you have slightly higher cholesterol that, and it does not really register because your doctor says, okay, you have a slightly bit, you know, slightly higher cholesterol. Medical talk. Yeah, exactly. It's medical talk, right? Um, and so this, this medical diagnosis or medical talk is not, it's not, it doesn't portray what is actually happening in your body. And so you're not feeling incentivized to force a change in your lifestyle. You just kind of continue saying, yeah, it's a small thing. And this can be very dire, right? Just recently in the news, we saw that a few, you know, there's been some really unlucky folk that have died in their 30s and 40s. And this is a very bad situation to to be in. Uh, However, in spite of this, a lot of us are still desensitized to medical diagnosis. It's, it's, it's almost like, okay, I am not going to be part of that statistic. I'm, I'm, I'm a lucky one. I have managed to live this long and I will continue. And there is medical and there is sufficient medicine out there to, to continue treating me and keeping me healthy. Now, this is where most people make the mistake, right? Because once you get into that healthcare cycle, you're basically a slaved to that medication. Now, without that medication, you have nothing. And medication today only keeps you alive. It doesn't give you the quality of life that you had when you were healthy, when you did not have to take that medication. So what what I like to practice in my life is to maintain a healthy and a strong self-care routine so I don't have to get into that to the healthcare system that we have today, which is extremely reactive and extremely symptomatic based um, uh, uh, system. 
you know, you and I have spoken about this quite a lot, which is, uh, and th- this is some of the principles at uh, Awesome as well, right? That um, we all want to live longer and we want to help people live longer. We want to help people live sick-free lives, which is, you know, stay out of the healthcare kind of cycle and finally live lives filled with happiness. If you've got a headache today, you're definitely not feeling very happy, right? So it starts very internal that way. So there's a there's like a huge uh, correlation and a, and a well-married connection between self-care and health care. I don't think yep. people actually understand that. How would you break it down? Yeah, I think here, uh, one example that comes to mind is your car, right? Now, as your car, you know, you, you bring a brand new car from the showroom, it's fantastic, right? And you make sure that you're only giving it the best quality patrol. You're taking it to the mechanic as soon as some, even when troubles don't show up, you're still taking it to the mechanic so that it's, it keep, it, it's, it's running in the, in the best way possible. Um, now, when you think about your body, your body is also aging, but you don't necessarily take care of it as you would your car. Right. In fact, one would ar- I would argue that over time, we actually get a little lazy um, and we sort of stop. We, we, we don't think about what it is that we are putting into our body at all. Mm-hmm. We care more about what quality patrol is going into our car and less about <laughs> what fuel is going into our bodies, right? right? And as we age, this actually only amplifies. Now, so there are some people who realize this and they start to add tools to their day, just like how you have your dashboard on the car that, that mm-hmm. lights up when the engine's off and you know when the brakes, there's a, there's a warning for your braking system, uh, breaking down and whatnot you're you know we do there are people who add tools to their day to help with their self-care routine right tools that help them track their nutrition better to help them eat better to track their activity levels and sleep levels and stress levels and so on Mm -hmm. and this helps people build better habits with just sure brute force and willpower efforts however you know, there are some of us, actually a lot of us that fall off the wagon very quickly or after some point, and we are unable to sustain these changes of habits as they, you know, they can be a shock to the system or they're just very unsustainable. Now, imagine what would happen if you treated your body like how you treat your car, right? As and when things, in fact, even before things show up, you're, you're actually driving well, you're not you're not, you know, you're making sure you're eating healthy, you're making sure you're sleeping well, and your stress levels are down. It just means that, you know, you, with, you, you just have lowered your, 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 the probability of you getting sick and needing healthcare at an early age. So better self-care just means that you, you delay the onset of medical conditions and and these are these can be prevented by changing your lifestyle in very small ways, right? And just to kind of focus a little bit on the on the scientific part of this, and we have learned a lot. Science has developed to a stage where we have information about our bodies and the impact of lifestyles have on our health. And as Indians, 
we are at a stage where we realize that we have a higher genetic predisposition to heart disease and to metabolic conditions like diabetes. I mean, me, as an example, both sides of my family, both my, my dad's side and my mom's side have high blood pressure and diabetes. And I'm just, I'm sure just one of the few millions of Indians who has had the absolute fortune of being part of, yeah, uh, such a, such a, uh, you know, uh, health, uh, inheriting such health characteristics, right? Now, if I continue down the path of having a very rich diet, and having a sedentary lifestyle where I'm sitting in front of the computer all day or just sitting in front of the TV. I move from sitting in front of the computer to sitting in front of the TV. <laughs> and I have increasing stress levels, yeah. right? Going, whether it is, you know, COVID related or my own health related or age related or just for traffic whatever related. Reason. Exactly, right? Traffic related. Uh, and then there is, you know, the, this whole pollution levels that are increasing yeah all of this just pushes me quicker to getting certain health conditions like diabetes much 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 more at an early stage right we're seeing one in four people in their 30s uh dying from lifestyle related issues and this is a first in history now if we don't take this as a warning system i don't know what 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 it will be what it will become right this has never been the case before and given how the world is changing today how quickly it is changing mm. we really 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 need to improve our self-care routines and while we have tools that help us track what we are doing today it is just not gonna cut it right what we, what will help is with these advances in science, we are now able to predict issues before they can occur. And we are able to come up with solutions that can change the course of how our health is advancing. Now, using all of this information, using your tracking mechanism, using, a, using, your, using science to be able to predict this data that we get from these tracking mechanisms to predict how we can course correct our life to be on a better path will definitely help us preserve our health uh, better. Definitely. You know, this, uh, this reminds me of a conversation you and I had uh, where we were talking about um, how dating and healthcare have some similarities and dissimilarities. And I, I kind of have to say this here. And we were looking at this uh, at Bumble at one point and we said, you know, dating is intrinsic. It's an intrinsic behavior that, you know, comes very naturally, no matter how many times you get rejected, you're back on the horse again. And it's an interesting need to be, uh, to be with someone. Whereas healthcare, which should be intrinsic, actually needs to be incentivized. And that's the, that's the funniest conundrum that you start to see in the millennial generation today is what needs to be intrinsic actually needs to be incentivized. And in a funny way, um, I know you and I have been struggling with self-care and seen the impact that it's had on our mental and physical health firsthand. Um, and our mission here at Awesome is to build from our learnings and research to make self-care easy for others Tune into our next session to find out how we're doing this 
and how you can go from incentivizing health to making it an intrinsic decision. Thank you, Anu, and stay awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.